It's time once again for another episode of Georgia Business Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Rich Casanova. All right, we are locked and loaded for another exciting episode of Georgia Business Radio. So uh, on this episode, I have my co-host cohort, Artie Rudiman, also known as RDO. This is his new uh, radio <laughs> handle. We love that one. Uh, today, we're going to have a conversation with Dan Ricks, uh, which I think he calls himself... Uh, the problem doctor, and we're also going to be talking to an attorney, one of those guys, uh, with a law firm, and we're going to be talking to the legal doctor, aka Jake Evans. Like right? That. How's that's that right. sound? So it's, now it's a business talk, a business um, doctor's business radio. Yeah, that's right. All right, <laughs> <laughs> got a couple of. Uh, so Artie, uh, what's on your short list here? And uh, why don't you do the honors and introduce um, our guest and get things underway? All right. Well, business is up on Georgia Business Radio Show, and welcome Jake and Dan. I'm going to start with Jake, if I may. Absolutely. And uh, a brief introduction, and forgive me if I sound like I'm reading a little bit. Jake represents uh, individuals and corporate entities for Thompson Hine, from small companies to Fortune 100 companies. He has successfully defended corporations in high-exposure product liability cases, and... Jake serves as legal counsel for many startup and mid-sized companies on corporate structure, governance, capital raises, acquisition, and exit strategy. This I find impressive. Georgia Governor Nathan Deal appointed Jake to the Georgia Government Transparency and Campaign Finance Commission. Dang, wow. We got a governor appointee in the studio. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Now I'm nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and this side I want to bring out because I'm very impressed by this. He also serves on the Atlantic Council of Young Lawyers Board of Directors, the Executive Committee to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, uh, and three consecutive state bar presidents appointed Jake to the, edit, the Georgia bar, bar Journal Editorial and professional committee. Yep. You know what? I'm gonna when I grow up, I'm gonna be a young lawyer. When I grow up, yeah. <laughs> well, Jake, That's welcome, a good plan. <laughs> Jake, welcome to the show. And we're going to be uh, talking with the guys from uh, Brightwater Consulting, Dan Ricks, in just a moment. So, uh, so Jake, before we jump into business and all business talk, tell us a little bit about your um, background. What keeps you busy when you're not lawyering? Sure. Well, first, I, I think both. Uh, Rich and RDO uh, with the radio <laughs> name it's, it's, it's on. It's trending right now. We have a first attorney. Hashtag yeah, RDO. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> but I thank both of you guys for the opportunity to be here. Our pleasure. Um, so as you can see, I'm busy even outside of the practice of law. I, I enjoy kind of the community involvement thing. Um, I, this year, I've been fortunate enough to get accepted into the Lead Atlanta class. Last year, I was in the Leadership Buckhead class. So I, I, I do a lot of things, but... I really enjoy college football. I'm a double dog. I went to the University of Georgia. Uh, well, thanks for being on the show, Jake. Uh, let's, <laughs> uh, Dan's up next. Yeah, I'll just mess with you. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I, I go. I'm looking forward to college football season. You know, I try to do as much outdoorsy stuff as I can. But with the free time, what little that I do have, I, I enjoy following college football and other sporting events. So, um, Artie, what do you have? Uh, actually, I'm very glad that you're here because. Innovation is happening in every industry, and particularly in the legal profession. You have heightened fee sensitivity. You have billable hours, which is sort of a hot issue. Uh, Decreasing outside work, which was something that was very popular. Accounting transparency and predictability. And technology has increased efficiency. So I would like to touch base on how Thompson Hines 
is dealing with all of those sure. issues. And, and already you hit on all the huge issues. After the 2007-2008 crisis, the legal industry really changed to a point where I don't know if it will ever go back. And in large part, what happened was companies realized that they could not spend as much on legal as they used to otherwise would spend. And the, bu- the budgetary constraints became real Companies quit bringing as many lawsuits as they used to have. Maybe mergers weren't taking place as much as they used to would have. And so what happened was a lot of companies realized, why go back? You know, you've got these budgetary restrictions. We used to spend a lot of money. We're not spending as much money now. And so on the law firm side, particularly the larger law firm side, that's created a lot of issues because, as you said, a lot of companies are demanding lower lower rates. And so for the bigger law firms, which typically have higher rates, they've had to deal with that. Secondly, they're also demanding more transparency as far as how much is it going to be spent on a particular matter. Because the one thing as a lawyer that you do not want to do for clients is throw on them a huge unforeseen um, large invoice. And if you're telling we, people... We all agree with that's that. That's right. <laughs> and that's not even just unique to the legal industry. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, one, one thing that my firm has actually done, Thompson Hine, is we've generated a platform called SmartPath. And what SmartPath is, is it's an online protocol that clients can log into and monitor the, the rate spending on a particular matter, where it's a transaction or it's a litigation matter, to see, okay, are we above budget? If they've gave just hypothetically $100,000 to spend on a legal matter, a, a litigation matter, and we're already at you know $100,000 of fees and we haven't even gotten through discovery, which is relatively early on in a lawsuit, that's a big problem. And so for clients, they've been able to see this is a great way for us to tap into and see immediately what the fees are. And also it aligns the incentives and interest between both the lawyers and the company in that we're keeping fees to a minimal arena. It also enables them to make decisions early on whether we should continue to prosecute the lawsuit to the same degree, defend it, or settle it. And, and, and so those are big issues. And also is the second point that you brought up is the billable hour. There are a lot of different ways to bill clients in the legal industry. You can do it through alternative fee arrangements, which are contingency. You can do it through flat fees. There's a, a, a plethora of different ways. And really, the traditional model has been the billable hour. Now, I know. I have a family of attorneys, and <laughs> the billable hour is their, their That's right. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Is their bane of existence. And so for the alternative fee arrangements, it's all about really splitting up the risk. Because if you're a law firm and you say, we're going to do this for $10,000, that means that if it goes over $10,000, as a law firm, you absorb the risk. Now, if you're a company, you would much prefer all of it to be alternative fee arrangements in the flat fee context. But the problem is what a lot of companies have begun seeing is they're not getting the same quality of representation in these huge flat fee arrangements. And so what happens is if you're a company and you give all of your work to a large firm, the firm says, we need to try to maximize our profit on this. We're either not going to put our top quality attorneys on it. We're either going to put paralegals on it. And heck, we're going to put as many legal assistants on as we can to mitigate from our standpoint what the payout is. And so arguably for some companies, they've realized the quality of representation has actually dropped by virtue of the increased use of the flat fees. So how has Thompson Hine dealt with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So for us, we always give the the top quality legal services, and and that's a a big issue. And I've really seen some firms, big Atlanta legacy firms, where, you know, they may take for granted a a large client or a client that is not a a high-fee-paying client, and as a result, they lose that client. Mm -hmm. Thompson Hine's a bit more of a middle market firm, 
We're an AmLaw 150 law firm, um, a national law firm, full-service law firm, but it's not going to be the type of firm that is racing to the top and only taking the top-end class action suits or whatever the mega deals are that are paying $700-plus an hour. So we've been able to – it's a huge value proposition firm, and that's the thing that we sell to our clients on a consistent basis where we hire excellent exemplary attorneys – we're billing out, well, not well below, but below the mega conglomerate law firms, but providing the same amount of legal services. I can promise you there's no way we're going to take for, for granted any client. You know, I was negligent in the proper introduction of Thompson Hine. Uh-huh. So please, if you can sure. tell us about them, they're a national account, national yeah. law firm. Yeah, what's, what's their footprint when you talk about national and then what's their, uh, especially what do they do and not do sure. in terms of legal services? Yep. So, we, so Thompson Hine is based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it's got, I think, five offices in Ohio. It's Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, um, and I might be forgetting one. And but Cartersville. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and then also D.C., New York, and Atlanta. Wow. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're around 400 attorneys. Mm, that's substantial. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a full-service firm. So the firm does anything from commercial real estate to IPO um, I'm actually a business litigation attorney, so to litigation. And so we, we really pride ourselves on being a business-oriented firm and a value-oriented firm that can probably handle just about anything outside of the most sophisticated type of work. So, so already be careful what you say. We don't want any litigation. <laughs> That's right. Show, right? <laughs> but I, know I, I do have a couple of questions. But I know questions. an attorney. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, correct me if I'm wrong or uh, translate here for me. I, I like this, if I'm understanding what you're saying, this idea of this uh, smart path. It's like a dashboard, if you will, for, for the client. So they can monitor in real time their budget and how things are progressing. Yes, it sounds it's, like it's very transparent. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that, that's I, I feel kind of unique. Now, this budgeting idea, this is done in advance. So you sit down and correct me if I'm again if I'm wrong. But what I'm hearing is you sit down with the client, anticipate what it's going to look like, and then um, you allow some percentage allowance on either end a window, and then if it goes over, you guys absorb that. Or? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. A great question. So yes, first your your uh, belief and your the, of how SmartPath works is exactly right. And so at the beginning of any representation, we try to uh, determine what a reasonable budget is for whatever the matter is, and it's going to depend tremendously based upon what type of matter it is. If it's a large transaction, you know what the amount of due diligence is. If it's a large litigation matter, what the amount of ESI, which is electronically stored information from a discovery standpoint, is. And so we then will work with the client and say, this is what we think is a legitimate, and there's no guarantee in these things. I mean, it can change quickly, but the big thing is, Mm -hmm. if it does change, and it changes for the worse, where a litigation matter is going sideways, the fees are higher than you otherwise would think, we quickly articulate that to the client. And also, through the database system, they're going to see live, as he said, through a live feed, what the fees are. So that, so both of those points are right. If we get to a point where, depending on the representation, if it's a flat fee, if it's hourly, if it's you know, blended, meaning that you're billing out partners and attorneys at the same rate, if it's a success fee, there's a million different ways to structure it. We can then either change the representation or we can do a different way to address whatever the concerns with maintaining quality. That, that, success that, fee. I like that success fee. Yeah, we're going to start adding that. Uh, that's always a challenge. I work for a global international engineering and construction company. And when you start a project, the change orders and 
quickly getting approval for what the cost of those change orders are. And that's really what you're really talking about. Uh, one final question. We have about a, a minute or sure. a minute and 30 seconds. And that would be the changing business environment that Thompson Hines sees and how they're adapting to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest, I think the, those are what we've talked about are kind of the biggest ways. I mean, the there's less work to go around. And I didn't hit on this earlier, which is what a lot of companies are doing is they're trying to keep as much work internal as they can. So they've expanded their in-house teams, which means there's less work to go around. Secondly, the legal market is becoming more saturated. The market is slowly correcting itself, but for a period of time, there was more lawyers graduating than there actually was work. It wasn't even close. People have understood now that law school isn't the golden ticket. So it's correcting itself. People are pulling back. Less people are going to law school. But the big things are maintaining quality, quality representation. I mean, that's number one. You have to meet the, the client's needs. Secondly, accountability, transparency, um, and should things change at any point during the litigation, you know, letting the client know and working together to reach a mutually beneficial result. Thank you, Dan. So how would folks sorry. get in touch Jake. with you? Yeah. So uh, so my, my email, so Thompson Hine, I have an online profile. Okay. Um, so you can Google Jake Evans Thompson Hine or Jake Evans Atlanta, and it'll come up. Um, but email is jake.evans at thompsonhine.com, and my phone number is 404-407-3617. And I'd appreciate the opportunity to talk to anyone about a business-related issue. And you can connect with Jake on uh, LinkedIn. Probably not on Snapchat, but definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. No Snapchat. All right. So you're listening to Georgia Business Radio, Rich Casanova, along with uh, Artie Rudiman, co-hosting here today. And uh, we're having a great conversation with uh, some folks doing, making some things happen here in Atlanta. So, um, Artie, if you want to introduce our next uh, guest. Absolutely. Um, Happy to have Dan Ricks, who is a, a business executive with 30 years experience and progressive advancement in the education, financial services, retail professional services, consulting, utility, beverage. Wow, this goes, this goes on and on. That's <laughs> right. the 30 we years. We may not have time for his interview. Right. The whole bio, yeah. <laughs> but, but there is more. There is yeah. more. Uh, extensive experience uh, through globally, right? Absolutely. And, uh, I do just want to say that Dan was uh, the IT director for Coca-Cola internationally, which is quite impressive yeah. as well. Thank you. Thank you, RDO. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> See, Thank you, Bob, trending, yeah. for your, or Rob, for <laughs> right. your work. Um, I appreciate you guys letting me be here. I'm Absolutely. honored. I took a breath. I wanted to talk about your current company, which ah, you've had for 14 years, Brightwaters, but me. you can enlighten us on I'll that. I'll do that. And I'm, I'm honored to be here, especially with Jake. As I listen to Jake talk, it's obviously different being a law firm versus a consulting firm, but it, the, it sounds like the way they do business, the way they take care of their customers, billing issues, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brightwater Consulting, we started 14 years ago. Uh, we are also national, similar to, to Jake's company, headquartered here in Atlanta. Uh, most of our people are virtual. We do a lot of management and operations and IT consulting for companies. So whether they be small startup companies, mid-cap companies, or even large, uh, I probably can't don't want to mention the names here in the studio today, but certainly names of companies in Atlanta that you would recognize. Well, what I'm, I'm impressed with is your outreach is beyond just Atlanta. You, you oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I spent the last 11 months in Milwaukee on an engagement. We have customers out in Kansas and then Charlotte. It's a, it's a growing business. And similar to what Jake was talking about, you know, our, our model is to be more personable, more hands-on. Yeah, we have competitors, the big consulting firms, that the names everybody knows about, but we provide those same services on a more hands-on, more personable kind of situation to help solve our customers' needs. Walk us through the the process. A client calls you up and they have an issue and 
How, yeah. how do you take it from there? We engage with them. Uh, again, one of the one of the trends today is everybody's mobile, everybody's virtual, but yet and, and companies are still reducing in size to some extent to try to get more done with less. And so our approach is we're caught up with a customer. We typically do some sort of a, an assessment of their needs up front and, and then provide them guidance on what they're looking for. Now, engaging Brightwater Consulting, again, what you get is you don't get a cookie-cutter, out-of-the-box kind of a solution to your problem because everybody's problem is a little bit different. And so we work with you closely, and we don't, we don't just try to hammer down a certain technology or a certain operational style. The assessment, what, what would be involved in that? Yeah, the assessment typically in, involves uh, talking to your internal people, employees, talking to some of your customers. If it's an operational assessment, obviously, then digging into those operational procedures or technology procedures, looking at the strategy, where is the company headed in the next two to three years? Mm-hmm. So what do you have today? operationally and technology-wise, and what do, you, what do you need to have three years from now to match where the company is going to be? Because you need to be scalable and sustainable so that the company can grow at the speed that it's growing. All right, we're speaking with uh, Dan Ricks. He's the president of Brightwater Consulting here on Georgia Business Radio. So a minute ago, we were talking about trends in, legal, in the legal industry. Talk to us about trends in business management and in um, operational and technology consulting. Yeah, I, m- I mentioned that uh, briefly a little bit. Yeah. The, the trends are people are more mobile, more virtual, uh, applications through the web, applications on your on your mobile phone, the Internet of Things, every, right, right, it's, yeah. it's everywhere. So yeah. you've got to get the da- the traditional coming to the office to get your data to collaborate with your your associates doesn't occur anymore. You got to be more mobile. You got to be more in tune all the time. So as business management, again, they're looking to do more. They don't often have the big budgets that they might have had years ago. So we're we're similar to Jake to look at different ways of of financing or, or of uh, billing customers to get things done. I'm also intrigued, but uh, you mentioned earlier, you spent 11 months in Milwaukee with a certain <laughs> company or client. I mean, uh, what would, can you share a little of that story? What were, what project? Uh, My first uh, winter in Milwaukee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe your last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it was a very mild winter. I enjoyed the temper, temperature in Milwaukee. Great people. Uh, the Midwesterners, great people. I enjoyed the assignment. It was a situation with a, you know, a, a great company, 40 years old business, uh, privately held company, growing, leader in their industry, but they just needed some, some operational and technology improvements. They had gotten behind the curve on a few things. Okay. And so we started with a three week assessment. We made some recommendations. And then we were able to, to stay on for the next 11 months and help fulfill and, and fix some of those problems and, and implement some improvements, both in the technology world and the, the organization and, and, more importantly, in the, pro- the internal processes they use to support their customers. So you're kind of like that guy, Marcus Lemonis, the prophet, right? So you go into a business and uh, fix and flip it and, I and get, it, get it aligned up. Whatever, I yeah. wish. Marcus with several zeros less. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Um, but so, what you, so you talked about they were behind. Was that their challenges? What was the impact of that? Was that causing – It was causing uh, impacts on customer satisfaction okay. and potentially losing – the potential to lose some customers to competition. And so we really needed to to improve the game, so to speak, and how they support their in, customers. In today's market, innovation, either you're yeah. innovating or you're disrupted by innovation. Absolutely. So what are the, the trends that you see that when your clients call you, what would they typically um, be? From a technology, yeah. technology standpoint, obviously trends are, again, I mentioned the mobile computing, things like big data centers. You know, Remember, mm. remember when your company always had the big data centers <laughs> right, right. to maintain? Well, people, the, the trend is to go cloud. There's just so much... You know, it was risky back in the day, but now it's the thing to do, certainly. It reduces costs. So IT is, is one issue, keeping that's, up that's with IT. That's IT, mm-hmm. right. 
and and data, and I'm not talking about big data, but, but when I'm talking about data just needs to be prevalent to everybody all the time, real time, so that the marketing people will know what the operations people are doing and vice versa and every, it has everything to sync flows. with all divisions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You may have 3,000 workers out in the field doing the work. But the transactions, the work they're doing, these transactions need to be hitting the the home office in real time, and vice versa to to keep people communic you know communication. So, so Dan, if everything's in the cloud, what's what's next? What's beyond the cloud? <laughs> what are we gonna, what's our next uh, level? Are we going to be on uh, space stations we'll, or uh, we'll get there? I'm yeah, exactly. not I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. So talk to us about a, a corporate leader that's seeking um, a consulting firm. What are some do's and don'ts or some yeah. things to identify or look out for? I suggest I suggest that you find. A, a again similar to to Jake's company, a mid tier entrepreneurial firm that can really understand your needs and really meet your needs. Somebody that brings relevant professionals to the table, people that have been around the block a time or two and not, you know, just learning, and people that can really understand your business. It's, it's a tough mix to have a technology person. Uh, that also knows the business and also knows operations. And so, cause you're not really trying to solve technology issues. You're trying to solve business issues by the use of technology or operational improvements. And that's Brightwater. Right. And that's Brightwater Consulting. <laughs> so you can look us up online, brightwaterconsulting.com. That worked out really well. So uh, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the pitch, audio. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I need to get a handle, yeah, a radio <laughs> handle. So um, talk about your business model. So uh, obviously you do this one-on-one coaching and uh, consulting with clients. Do you have a, a team sometimes that you Absolutely. bring in? And, and do you also no. then work with independent agents or you coach others or what's your – Absolutely. We, we, we coach others. We mentor. But, yeah, Brightwater is growing. We have, uh, we have people around the country. Uh, whether it's a small engagement of one or two or three consultants, whether it's a large engagement, like a, we had s- yeah. several people on, on engagements. We're, we're, we're virtual. We can bring them in. Um, travel is not an issue for us. And Yeah, what is that balance of virtual and, and in person? Because um, a lot of people, we talked about the cloud, is it seems like that's very efficient. You can automate and you can uh, do things and in, in, uh, be more effective. But there's obviously a balance of just the reason why we prefer to have people in the studio rather than a podcast to call in. You know, it's uh, you lose a lot of yeah person to person. Yeah, and maybe a misspoke in my case when I say virtual. I mean, I, my people are all over the country. They're not just in one office at one location. But when it comes to solving business problems, there's nothing that that beats being in person, yeah. doing on the whiteboards, right, right. Uh, collaborating, solving the issues. But with today's technology, you can work virtually Absolutely. or remote. That balance, but right? In, in my world, there's got to be the right balance. And certain engagements uh, require more on-site in front of the customer. Certain engagements require less. And so, we're again, we're willing to do whatever the right thing is for the for you, the customer. Dan, you, you Bright Waters is 14 years, right? Yes, 14. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations you. On that. What, what trends have you seen over from when you started 14 years ago to now? Again, other trends are you know off of – Legacy mainframe kind of applications to more of the distributed mm-hmm. cloud base. Other trends are around application development. There's just so many off the shelf products you can get today versus building your own application. You could typically, if you can buy one that meets 70, 80% of your needs and then tweak it a little bit, that's much better. And again, the mobile thing, most, most, Everybody had a website years ago. Now everybody has a website, and they want to have a web presence mm-hmm. or, or a site presence on the mobile phone, and even doing transactional. Yeah, it's on hard. The to, phone. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah, with that. Yeah. I, 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 ten years ago, you, you put a website out, and 
you forgot about it. Right. Now, if you're not updating it every few months, you're falling and, behind. And, and things and like not pro- to mention cybersecurity. Yeah, and things like project management and change management. As these companies morph and evolve, that's a lot of change they're going through. And so internally, we people need to handle all that work through structured project management and through change management, and just make sure things are are coordinated. And accomplished correctly. And it's picking the right tool or device yeah. to code. That's one of our challenges. We're, uh, you know, pivoting for uh, exponential growth here. And if your initial foundation of <laughs> the tools that you use, if you, if you realize you have to have some foresight that you look like you're going to outgrow this really quick, that's not right. a good – because, you know, you've invested all this uh, these resources to utilize this tool, and all of a sudden it's no longer, you know, uh, applies. We have a couple more minutes left in the show. Dan, we want to find out one more time how to get in touch with you, and then we're going to do a little roundtable. Well, I'm going to ask both of you all questions. Uh, we want Excellent. to find out what um, uh, what tools are you using to market your business besides you know word of mouth, which everybody begins and ends with. Let's talk about some widgets online or offline or networking or how are you marketing your business. Also, want to find out uh, what a good day looks like for each of your businesses. So, Jake, I'll give you a minute to contemplate that just for a second. So, um, so first of all, Dan, tell us how folks would find you and get in touch with you. Uh, the website is brightwaterconsulting.com, spelled out. Uh, we've got LinkedIn pages, Facebook pages, we tweet. And of course, you can reach out to me at dricks at brightwaterconsulting.com, 678-457-3098. Perfect. Well said. All right. So um, let's open up a little roundtable discussion here. So uh, Jake, what um, what marketing uh, tools do you all utilize or how do you go to uh, acquire new clients? What resources sure. do you yeah. So lawyers are a very uh, traditional profession. I, I have some <laughs> friends that actually do the whole cold calling thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, well, I, I've never done that. He's like, you got to try it, man. You yeah. got to try it. I just, no. So, <laughs> um, I, but it, lawyers publish articles. You know, articles okay. are great. I mean, there's to me, there's nothing like old fashioned relationship building. Absolutely. You know, breaking bread with people. You, you just can't replace that. Now, as far as just mass. Um, exposure and visibility, you know, being on shows like this, publishing articles, uh, giving presentations will credential you. Because at the end of the day, like Dan and I, we're selling ourselves. Uh, there's a lot of different industries mm-hmm. where salespeople are selling a product that's manufactured. Commodity, yeah. Bingo. Yeah. But we're very unique in that we're both marketing ourselves um, and our business whenever we go out. So for me, you know, I try to publish articles that will credential me. I try to give presentations. I try to go to old-fashioned networking events. Right, right. You know, that's yeah. where I met. If RDO. I may interject, okay, yeah. I, yep. I, I met Jake yep. at a, a, a Buckhead Business Association uh, networking event, and the, I emailed you later that night or the next day. You were the star meeting of my night. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well said. Wow. Yeah, All yeah. right, that's a lot of pressure to live up to. <laughs> Congratulations, Jake. <laughs> so, in a minute, Jake, we're going to ask what's a good day look like for you. So, what I'm hearing is you're gleaning from content that you generate. You're generating content, which is our in our wheelhouse, right? Uh, but also breaking bread or beer or whatever uh, <laughs> the preference is, right? So, uh, so Dan, talk to us about how do you um, uh, market your business. Very similarly, there are t- the traditional sales cycle through sales people, um, networking events, collaboration, um, and just the networking of myself and my consultants. We also try to attend a lot of events. We also blog or paste, post interesting articles on, you know, on LinkedIn and through blogging events. Three words that kind of really define Brightwater Consulting and the work we try to do, trust, value, and integrity. And so, you, you know, we try to build that trust, obviously, with the customer because we are trustworthy and want that repeat business. And But more importantly, we want to leave value, right? When we, when we do work for you, whether it's a week or a month or a year, we want to impart value, something that can 
can really help transform your company. And last but not least is integrity. We're people of integrity. I don't mind walking away from business, although I don't want to. But I, you know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna we're gonna give you the the guidance that we think we would do to our own company. Right? We're not gonna just say you should go do this technology and spend this money. Obviously, it's been working 14 years and, and, yeah. and growing. Yeah. Well, well I, I like that that last point you made about integrity of uh, uh, in business. Why would you say no to new business typically, right? But there are cases when you got to learn how to say no. And if it's not yeah. a fit, and not only are you try to force it, but if it's going to impact your brand. And, and I hear um, what I'm feeling from you is you're looking kind of long term. You want to have Absolutely. whether that's a, a, a project right now, but they're going to revisit a future project rather than that looks like a good deal. But in my heart, I just know it like uh, this is not going to turn out you know, well as far as uh, go back to collaboration. I know we're almost out of time, but you, you hit on collaboration. What's an example of that? So you do partner with other folks that kind of um, – I, I do. We have our, our – the Brightwater Consulting consultants have our specialty, specialties in a lot of different areas, but there are certain things we don't do necessarily ourselves, yeah. so we collaborate with other companies that provide those specialties. Legal services, for example. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we always guarantee the results because the people we partner with are – or the best of the breed, best of the business. And so we, we guarantee the results. Okay. In uh, 37 seconds, or <laughs> give or take, uh, uh, Jake, what's a good day look like for you all over at uh, Thompson Hi- Sure. I mean, for lawyers, days vary tremendously. You know, there can be a day where I, I have to travel to South Georgia, go to a hearing. I, is I, that a good day? I'm talking about a good day. <laughs> I'm saying you know, every day is different. But, but what's a win for you? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, a so, win for me would be – you know, it, it, and it varies by sure, yeah. marketing side and, and legal side. I mean, a win for me would be going in, having a, being a business litigator, having a really um, successful hearing with a judge, and the judge ruling from the bench, which means he says you win. A lot of judges take uh, motions under advisement, which means you may not find out two, two weeks later. Wow. <laughs> but if you win from the bench, that means you, you have smoked the other side. So that's a, <laughs> nice. that's a, that's nice. a big win for me. And unfortunately, you can't take that judge out for beer. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I would, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, game not. over. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would be a, a, not a good idea. Uh, all right. And uh, Dan? The best day for me, quite frankly, is when the day is over and I'm going back to my hotel or office or whatever, I know that that customer, that, that we've added value, that that customer is better off in whatever way. In certain days, you add a little bit of value. Certain days, it's a big win. But where you know you've helped them solve a problem and move further down the road for their success. The next best day for me is, is the day. <laughs> At the beach. The, no, the next best day is the day. The next day, a week later, a month later, when they call you back and they say, hey, we, we'd like for you to help us with, with this other thing. I thought you were pointing at me like at, at this eye contact. The next big day is going to be on Pro Business Channel or whatever. <laughs> there you but that's go. today. Well, yeah. and then that's the third. For both of us, that's we're the, the top three. Yeah. Nice. Good answer, yeah. So, uh, Artie, you want to wrap things up here and uh, send us home? Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Jake, Jake Evans from Thompson Hine for being on Georgia Business Radio and Dan Ricks from Brightwater Consulting. Thank you, Artie. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Our pleasure. We'll see you all next time on Georgia Business Radio. Thank you again for joining Rich Casanova and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Georgia Business Radio.